If this sounds no more chaotic than a busy Saturday night in any popular restaurant, then the team of Rhubarb chefs and waiting staff here at the Royal Albert Hall have achieved their aim. Because this is no ordinary restaurant kitchen, but one of seven satellite kitchens dotted across this iconic late 1800s venue. Along with one main production kitchen, it's tonight helping serve a three-course fine dining meal to nearly 2,000 diners gathered here for a corporate event. And it isn't even the only mass event or banquet catering they're doing this week. I'm proud to walk in here every day because of the diverse nature of shows, the you know all the different restaurants, all the different food offers that we can do. But one week a year, we get to show off what Rhubarb does and is known for, which is fine dining on a huge scale. Aaron Whitelock helped Rhubarb secure the contract for all the catering in the Royal Albert Hall back in 2010 and is now based permanently in South Kensington as director of the team here. Earlier, he took me to the gallery of the hall, the highest public space, so he could describe the scale of tonight's operation. With the hall, we build on a false floor and it goes up two metres high. That allows for the, this huge surface area um, and it's, uh, we build a balcony level as well so we can put the 134 tables. That was all done yesterday. It takes a whole day to do. And you see the staging here is new staging has to be built because the whole buildings, the whole ground floor is lifted. All the tabling's been brought in today, We've got 134, the chairs, cutlery, glassware, etc. All of that chosen with the client. Um, and then of course the key, the beauty for me is these boxes where you've got you can sell and buy a table for five or a table for eight and you get the best views. We will have 90, we'll have 1,750, and we use two of our restaurants for some of the other covers, and then they will come into the smaller boxes to enjoy a light snack and some drinks whilst they watch as well. In the week between the hall's main events and the proms, there is the chance for a number of corporate events. With so many diners to satisfy, where did the team attempting to design the menu begin? I caught up with Gary Robinson, culinary director for Rhubarb, who's investigating the kitchens, and I asked him. The food is designed across the board, across the company, to suit venues. So when a client comes to us and says, we want dinner for 2,000 people at the Royal Albert Hall, the menus start to be constructed at that point, and we're obviously going to put things forward that we know that we can achieve and that we can deliver upon. The chefs work with an approved supply list, one of whom got the order for 2,000 servings of Seabass three weeks ago. Duncan Basterfield is Rhubarb's executive head chef and he has been for more than 10 years. Having catered for almost every event imaginable, Duncan has seen what works and what doesn't. He said the team at the hall have learned a lot since they first received the contract. We designed menus, what we thought would work, not knowing what we could actually offer. You know, because it's got to go into an auto shower which holds it at 85 to 90 degrees. That's great, but... Um, how long has it got to hold it in there for? You know, 40 minutes, 45 minutes. So you can't you fill it steak, for example, or something, anything near pink or pink duck. It's almost impossible to do. In many events, the client has a key idea of what meal or food they would like to see on their guests' plates. So do clients here direct the chef team, even with an event on this scale? Of course they do. Obviously, like tonight, when the client wants sea bass, and they're getting sea bass, but if they want sea bass with seven different ingredients on the plate, we will steer them in the direction to make sure that that's controlled and it's achievable. Because we don't want to put out food that's, that's cold or that will collapse or that won't, won't last the journey from satellite kitchen into dining space. TV shows like The Great British Menu have helped the resurgence of banquet or event dining, and a number of high-profile chefs have taken on big-scale events. 
However, Gary says other restaurant chefs looking to do the same need to develop a different mindset. A restaurant chef and an event chef, they're quite different beasts. An event chef will, in his mind, picture the plate and picture the assembly of the plate and know how many components can be put together in advance and know how quickly it can all come together. And that's the way we plan, that's the mindset. Uh, a restaurant chef, I guess, is more about grabbing components and scattering them on the plate, whereas an event chef is all about very carefully constructing and planning and, and deconstructing in advance and putting it all together at the last minute. Despite the scale of the event, most of the staff working here tonight are on Rhubarb's books. The waiters are all wearing different uniforms to identify what their job for the night is, be it managing, watching squeeze points or serving drinks. 20 to 24 chefs work in the main production kitchen, which is also producing food for all the staff in the hall. Another 60 are manning the satellite kitchens. So we've got a core team of say 35, 40, and tonight I've got eight agency, and they've literally just come in tonight to get the food out, and then they'll be gone by tomorrow. Right, wow, okay. So you, you, again, why give it to someone who you don't know, and who could possibly mess it up, where in theory you, you do all, your, all our training is done in-house. Tonight is a military operation, with every kitchen coded and every development timed to the second. The starters are plated in less than 90 minutes. The vast team use different radio channels to keep in contact, and 140 diners with special dietary requirements all receive their plate at the same time as their fellow guests. It's undeniably a big operation, but for other chefs and restaurants looking to take on a smaller scale event to cater, what are the top tips? I think the, 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 key thing to the key thing to bear in mind is try not to do too many parts of the process at the very last minute. So things that can be done in advance. And it, I'll give you a, a simple example. Things like purees, things like swipes on plates, things like a, a, a crumb or a crust or a scatter. All of these things have impact and they have that restaurant touch about them. But they are things that can be made in advance and held and brought together at the last minute. Simplicity. In its in its in its um, complexity and in the execution. Like tonight, we've got three hits from the plate. The more hits one would call, as in deliveries, in other words, you've got that two, three, it goes. As soon as you go four, five, and six, you just the larger the party, the simpler the menu. As well as these massive dining occasions, the rhubarb team at the hall are refreshing all the restaurants, concessions, bars and dining offers, and despite offering 39 different menus a year, Aaron believes the team are only just getting started. This is the biggest dining dinner we've ever done. I think that we could probably do another 300 covers um, using this beautiful gallery, so at the very top of the building. We, with the hall, are changing perceptions of this building and changing the rules because they wouldn't have done this number ever before and that's what we're that's part of our remit of coming in is bringing quality but with us being a bespoke company we we won't say no it's working out how to say yes 